and welcome back to the show. This week, we're talking about the nice guys and stuff. Steve, you silly goose. Don't say <laughs> and stuff. Just say we're talking about nice guys. All right. It's the nice guys. I'm Steve. I'm Daniel. I'm Michael. And I'm Charles. And this is Every Film in the Book. We did it. We survived. We survived, and it wasn't that hard. Yeah, all no. you really had to do was say, say it. Yeah, you just all, had to I, say it. all I had to do was get it out there. Yeah. All right, now do it six more times. Six, dude. I have six maybe more. four more in me. Tops. No, I'm not six. doing it six times. Yeah, no. Charles has it's, time. This is a one and done thing. Yeah. Listen, oh. Charles came yeah, we an know. hour and a half <laughs> to get here. All right, we're, we're not gonna make him say it six more times. Five. <laughs> all right, five. maybe five, five more. Five more. <laughs> Oh. I thought I had to sneeze. Oh, no. No, do it. Sneeze into the mic. It's got, no. Sneeze. I'm do it. To, I'm going <laughs> to. Do it. I'm holding it. I'm holding it. But yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. If you haven't noticed, we have a fourth voice coming through your glorious speakers this this week. <laughs> Hi. Hi. What's your name? I mean, you already announced it, but tell me again, just because I forgot. Well, in case you forget, uh, my name's Charles. I am your brother. Yeah, you are my brother. Yep. It's yeah. weird. It's like looking in a mirror. It's very across, weird. Across the table here. Not, not quite. <laughs> not, not quite. Not quite. Not quite at all. Let's be real. They look nothing alike. Great. Thanks. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad somebody said it. Somebody needed to say it and it was said. Yeah. So now we can start the show. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> no, so thank you for inviting me onto the show again. This is my second appearance on the Every Film in the Book <laughs> podcast. Um, Michael's very happy to have you back. <laughs> Michael's really happy. I can see the, the, the glisten. This the is my serious The face. glitter in his eyes <laughs> as he stares across now, the table. Now, Charles, you, you picked this movie for us this week. I did. A any I particular reason you picked this one? Um, there's many reasons why I picked this film. Um, so list them all. <laughs> list them all yeah. right all now. Do in it alphabetical order. Do Shit. it quickly. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do my notes in alphabetical order, so this is gonna be tough. Listen, our listeners expect a very quick and concise podcast. All right, let's get it. Okay, in so we're to the point. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, the reason I picked this film today is it was just a really good film in general like a solid film where it mixes a story and comedy and the humor is so dry i remember you know we were watching the film just a few <laughs> minutes ago and i was like i fucking love how dry the humor <laughs> yeah, is in seriously. this film and it just like i understand it i understand where this film comes from right. the delivery the characters um it's all just fantastic so um highly recommend it yeah no seriously <laughs> I still think my favorite memory with this is is that plane back from Italy. Yes. <laughs> I think we ruined that flight for a lot of people. Just <laughs> laughing, drunk off of wine. A lot of people. They were like, you can get as many refills as you want. And we're like, okay. We're Challenge gonna, accepted. Keep on coming. We are going to abuse that stewardess button. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, do you want more wine? And we're like, absolutely. <laughs> Was that a question? <laughs> Uh, but it really was. So uh, what was interesting is I think you hadn't seen the nice guys when we saw it on the plane. Yeah, right? that was my first time. Right. So that was my second time. My, my first time was on a plane, too. <laughs> yeah, the Mile High Club. Um, so pretty much what happened was, um, you know, I had seen the film. I just kind of stumbled upon it by accident. You know, it's Russell Crowe. Um, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. You got two dream boats in this film. <laughs> dream boat. Exactly dream how boat. I would Absolute describe them. Studs. Yeah. <laughs> um, a great pairing. You like this has great casting. So why not just watch it? Yeah. Um, they pull you in pretty quick. You're like, what's the nice guys mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, within the first couple minutes, there's a car going through a house. So I mean, that kind of drew me in. <laughs> yeah. It's not often you see a movie start like that. And Michael also mentioned that he didn't remember so much nudity in the film. And I was like, you know what? Same. Yeah, I, didn't didn't remember that much exposure. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Well, it's uh, who directed this? I think it was Shane Black. And uh, for those of you who know, he was in The First Predator. Oh. In, oh. in The First Predator? Can we get a little oh, bit wow. more context? Yeah, he said a lot of pussy jokes. 
And, uh, so it's a very theme. cruel. It's, it's a reoccurring <laughs> yes. theme with this guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like he w- he was like the dorky guy who like tried to make um oh my god what is his name Benny like laugh the entire time and he couldn't and then he gets oh, like okay. a laser blast through yeah. the chest. <laughs> he gets hammered. Yeah. He gets <laughs> utterly destroyed. We're actually kind of happy about it. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're all very excited. We're all very excited. Yeah, his character was kind of annoying. <laughs> he took away screen yeah. time from Arnold. Come on, you can't wait. Do that. So he directed this film. Yes, yes, he amazing. Did. He also directed the new Predator movie too. The like it's called Prey? like the Predator. Uh, I think like so that newest just, one. I think it's just Predator. Is it just called no? I like so. uh, oh yeah. Well, like, I don't know anymore because there's so many new Predator. Films. Yeah, I there's can't keep Prey. Up. There's the Predator. There's the predators, predators, like where there's plurals in here. I don't predatory know. Predatory lenders. There's only eleven of them. <laughs> there's only eleven <laughs> predator. There's movies. only eleven or something. That just like came that. out within the last two years. You're like, shit. Which new one was it? Yeah. Stop making predators without Arnold. I can't keep up. <laughs> don't know anymore. No. Know We're anymore. not doing any Arnold. <laughs> no, trust no me. Arnold. We're not doing it. He's Tr- too busy doing Fubar. <laughs> No, I can't watch it because I'll just be doing Arnold impressions and these guys will For weeks <laughs> and weeks and weeks. And we want to hurt them. And sometimes we do. Yeah, sometimes. Behind the scenes. Guys, when they turn off the cameras, the, that's we when heard they start em. beating me. We hurt them a lot. <laughs> but anyway, back to the nice guys. The movie we watched. Which, of course, is the movie we did. Um, <laughs> yeah, what were you going to say, Steve? I don't yeah, know. Steve. This movie is in the 70s, and that was the time I was born. I'm very yeah, old. Sure. No. <laughs> no? Terrible. No? Why were you born in the 70s? Why not? We were negative like 35. Dude, I wish I was born in the 70s. I saw these outfits. I want to wear like the nice blue suit, like the nice denim blue suit. Why not? Mm. It, am I the only one that appeals to? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, it was, I don't know. It was I'm, nice clothes. I'm not really sold on any of it. <laughs> so I don't... <laughs> that's okay. You can. You can like that yeah no i i'm gonna enjoy that one of these days i'm bringing the 70s back mark me down steve steve <laughs> i'm bringing, bringing the back. 70s back bringing yeah. it back wide lapels coming at you yes <laughs> some jinko jeans yeah jinko jeans no jinko jeans weren't no but uh you know we're, you know we're we, they didn't even like construct the hollywood sign yet you know, we're back in the 70s it was simpler time when cars could go through houses and th- not a care <laughs> in the world you know you just you're just rummaging through your parents' bedroom. You're trying to find a nice Playboy to ease your Friday night. Sometimes you gotta. Yeah, and then a car comes through your house. You know, you know. And then you just casually walk outside while your parents are just, you know, oh. off doing a lot of coke. I don't know <laughs> what they're doing because it's just yeah. the kid. He's like, yeah. goes into the bedroom. There's a car that like drives down a hill. There's a lot of noise that happens, and the parents are. They're out what? doing I, coke. Well, <laughs> no, they yeah. both took two zannies and yeah. they were like, we're passed out. Passed no, guys, out. little did you know this is Batman's origin story. <laughs> he doesn't have parents. They were dead no, the whole the time. The car his parents, killed his parents. He goes into the bedroom and like pulls the Playboy out from under the bed. He does. And but, if it took him any longer to find it, he'd get hit by the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. If it took him three extra seconds, he dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, like this kid gets through the hallway in just enough time to see this freaking like nice ass car come flying through his living room mm-hmm. yeah i literally have a line that says how do you like my car i'm like i'm pretty sure the kid is not looking at the car right <laughs> yeah no well at least he had the common decency to cover this lady yeah like i don't know why you were driving a car like butt ass naked at like you know 12 30 at night well i think this will come down later on in the film when we start to talk about like what is the plot going on right here. right and it's like how is misty mountains involved in the overall story and then her driving away she's trying to get murdered she films this thing it's an act i gotta say movement. though like there's a lot that's tied up into this film i gotta say great porn name Misty Mountains. Misty Mountains. Misty Mountains. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a nerd ass porn name. I like it. No, it's like a it's regular. The, it's like a regular. No, one. that's where the hobbits went to find fucking Schmeagel. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking just saying. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Mm. Yeah, it's funny Wait, are you trying mountains to say that like they were going to find Schmeagel in the Misty well, Mountains? Well, they just happened to stumble upon him. He was in there. He was just hanging out. You're just trying to say he was in some type of rock formation? Yeah, yeah, the Misty Mountains. That's where they go. (laughs) All right, whatever. Dwarves go there. Yeah, yeah, the dwarves go there. Whatever. This is not a Lord of the Rings. I wish it was. No, it's not. No one does. (laughs) I do. 
But yeah, so as Charles said, she mentions this line, uh, how do you like my car? And then we're into, you know, the main part of our story. Now remember that because how do you like my car comes up later. You yes, you w- it does. If you wouldn't think it's important, <laughs> it but it's very important. <laughs> it's part of the story. Really? Uh, it is. Okay. A good chunk of it, actually. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, but this... Uh, well, yeah, okay. Uh, right, I get it. Right. I get it. Yeah, you get it? Yep. All right. Keep going. <laughs> so this is this is Russell Crowe's entrance to the movie. He's given us like some tough guy narration, and you kind of figure out what his... <laughs> yeah, he's fighting people, eventually. Well, no, the first scene that you yeah. see is he's literally putting on brass knuckles and he's like, oh, are you the man? And he's like, what? And just fucking lays him out like <laughs> instantly. Yeah, well, and you're like, OK, I know who with... this character is. Like, I know who this character is within the first like fucking five minutes yeah. that I meet him. True. Yeah, no, they do a really good job at just showing you everything about the character and everything about the story without over explaining anything. Yeah. And you understand them very quickly. Like you meet Marsh, you meet Ryan Gosling, like all these characters, you, you know who they are within like five minutes. You're like, Oh, this dude's an alcoholic. He's a private investigator. He has a daughter. The mom's missing. You're like, okay, there's all these things that started (laughs) adding up here. Yeah. I, I think the best, the best thing about the character introductions is they don't tell you a whole bunch and the story that follows fits the personality they laid out for you at the beginning. Yeah. I feel like a lot of a lot of stories will portray a character as something, and then the situation that follows doesn't fit right, what they right. showed. And and in this time, I I feel like they they got a perfect match. Yeah. Where okay, these are these are the important characters. This is a story that perfectly matches up with how we translated who they were to the viewer yeah now him rolling up on this house and being like yeah i'm the guy you call when some guy's fucking around with your 14 year old girl and then he's like hey buddy i just want you to hold this for me and he fucking hits him and you're like okay russell crowe like i know who you are i know no, where this is going I, I love the contrast between russell crowe's opening and ryan gosling's opening because yes. ryan gosling just wakes up in a bathtub in his full suit yeah <laughs> Just like cross out of his nothing, out of his nothing with water in the bathroom. Yeah, like it misses a phone call from his daughter, and she's like, "Oh, in case you forgot, it's, it's my, my birthday." birthday. <laughs> <laughs> because why not, right? Yeah. Oh, but oh my god, Ryan Gosling is my favorite in this freaking movie. Like, yes, he he he's like that. He's like that typical like fuck up, but he's the fuck up in like the best ways <laughs> like yeah. like especially towards the end when he's just like god i don't think i can die <laughs> he's like i'm invincible, I'm invincible. <laughs> that's the only explanation <laughs> it's like i can't die yeah but like uh, like he wakes up and he has you will never be happy like written out on his hand and i'm like i want to know the story behind that like if he went on like yeah. such a bender they just don't tell you They're yeah just no. like, nah, but it's like a nice little fun. touch like yeah. throughout the movie it's like there's the it shows you what it is and then it also it's like a sense memory object where it brings it back at the end it's like okay here's that thing that you saw yeah mm-hmm. but then it's different now yeah, yeah because yeah. it it shows you the change in the character mm-hmm. like throughout the story right yeah. yeah he really feeds into his invincibility and he becomes happy <laughs> yeah and you're like <laughs> he becomes you a will be dad. happy so that'll come later in our yeah, yeah. but um so uh, Russell Crowe is getting his mission from uh, this girl named Amelia. She's basically hiring him. said it was a mission. Well, I don't Assi- know. Assignment, contract, it's, I you like know. the word mission. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a different kind of movie. Yeah. That was <laughs> when we talked about Mission film. Impossible. Like, also, I was already on that episode, Steve. No, so listen, listen, Tom sorry. Cruise isn't in this. <laughs> I wish he was. No, I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I w- no, but all right. So he gets his job from this girl, Amelia, yes. who basically hires him because yes. our Ryan Gosling character has Correct. been poking around <laughs> asking about her. Mm-hmm. And she wants uh, Russell Crowe to get him off of her back. Yes. Make, yes. make him stop following. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Off of her back. Uh-huh. It's a common expression. We're in the 70s, guys. Come on. This is what they used to say. <laughs> hey, Groovy. you're on my back, buddy. Get off. Yes. <laughs> Okay. Psychedelic. Right. <laughs> Groovy, yeah. psychedelic. Get out. I think it was just English. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it was sort of English. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, 
Hang in there, Steve. Yeah, I'm trying my best here. <laughs> so Russell Crowe goes to Ryan Gosling's house and basically kicks the ever living shit out of him. <laughs> like their dialogue back and forth in this scene is is seriously the the best way to set the tone, I and, think, for these two characters. Well, yeah. and that was the tone the whole film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Agreed. with just a couple exceptions. Yeah. You know, it, where they're sitting at the bar at the end or like it you know, a very emotional scene at the beginning where you know, they find the dead guy or whatever. It was like, mm. there's just little bits of, okay, we're going to be friends. But other than that, it was like, we kind of hate each other and it makes it funny for us watching. Right. Yeah. It like sets up that dynamic immediately and then it just stays there. And I think that's why you get so enticed in their interactions because you see that initially off the bat and then they just keep doing it like that. And well, it's just and it, super funny. It also gives credibility to each guy in his own way, like complete different styles and how they try to achieve the same thing. Right. But a different way of looking at money or getting paid because Ryan Gosling is definitely all about getting that dollar. Yeah. And Russell Crowe's more of, like, well, I do, I do this out of principle. Like, yeah, he paid like, me for a he's job. Like, I the feel job like I'm doing done. something that's worthwhile. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like contributing to society. Like, he's like a vigilante, like a true vigilante. But this is like some of my favorite scenes in this movie because like it shows like Ryan Gosling like trying to break into a building and he like punches a hole through the window <laughs> and like slits his wrist. And he's like, oh god, <laughs> so, that's, so much that, blood. that's a lot of blood. And then he, he has to check and starts spurting again. <laughs> oh, that's 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 not good. <laughs> Seriously, shrinks to the and ground. then it just like cuts to him being in an ambulance and like those moments where they just cut to something extreme happening is just so yeah, funny. No, he's like, like screaming and like, like we're losing him, we're losing him. And he's like trying to get out of the curtain. I, I have to I have to go. I have to go. Like no, you can't go. Oh my god. But like while like they almost like intercut that with like Russell Crowe like getting ready in the morning like before he goes and beats the shit out of Ryan Gosling and he's like brushing his teeth. He's looking at his like calendar with his new word of the day. <laughs> And, like, he gets some of his backstory and, like, cuts to, like, him at dinner with, his, I guess, his, like, wife. And she's just like, I'm fucking your father. <laughs> and he just spits up. Spits what? and spills his drink all over. Like, it's, uh, it's just like that. It's like that just randomness of, like, the dialogue that gets me every time. And they, they do that a few times where they punctuate a certain thing with something sharp. Right. something you're not expecting <laughs> yeah. and they do it but they do it in different ways throughout the film which which i like you know they they say something one time they show you something another time they give you both the next time right but there's always some extreme sharp thing to like kind of like oh right like this is supposed <laughs> to be different than normal yeah, seriously yeah. oh my god just i'm fucking your father <laughs> <laughs> but it it's funny because like once they set that tone like you were saying like when they show the characters and then there's the scene where he punches through the glass, like as soon as that scene hits, like I always kind of like start laughing before it happens because I know how fucking funny it is and it's still funny after seeing it so many times. But once that happens though, like the whole tone is set, like they Mm -hmm. don't stop. They don't break out of it except for, like you said, Michael, there's a couple scenes where it gets super serious. It's very like sentimental, changing characters, like, but like the comedy is always there. The comedy yeah. is always there. And, and yeah. they don't overdo the sentimental, yeah. which keeps the comedy where it is. Like it's so funny throughout the whole thing because they're like, yes, we understand it's a serious situation, mm-hmm. but we're still allowed to enjoy it and not be thinking about anything other than what's going on right then. And that's almost like makes you normalize it and it feels more real because we all do that to each other, you know, like if something shitty is happening, you crack a joke to somebody just right. to kind of lighten the mood. Right. So right. it's like, and it felt very natural in that sense. I'm sure they had a lot of improvisation. Yeah. Well, like in this part when uh, Russell Crowe's like beating up on Gosling and he's like, give me a, give me a left arm. Like, no, come on. Just let me see your left arm. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. He, he's like, tell your doctor you have a, a radial fracture on your right side. And he like, Pops his arm and just Ryan Gosling screamed at him. (laughs) (laughs) But then he like goes outside and just gets a yoo-hoo from his daughter. Like it's like such a random turn of events. He's like, all right, I'm just going to pop your arm. Anyway, I'm going to take an apple. I'm out. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, they consistently subvert what you think is going to happen. Like the boy looking at the magazine, car through the house. <laughs> yeah. And then they keep doing that too. So there's there's a few things that I liked and worked in the story that they did just in different ways, which is kind of neat to see, you know, a movie as well written as this, like shot in a good way too. Right. Like, we only needed that split second of the car and a split second of this and a split second of that. Like I, I feel like they, they showed what you wanted to see and showed you just enough for it to be funny, mm-hmm. but didn't like stretch anything out to where it would get old. Right, right. No, and that's, I mean, that's kind of hard to do, like especially with like movies that like tread that line between like yeah. funny and like a little too much where it's like, all right, you told us the joke. We right. all laughed. All and right, cut it run and move for on. 40 minutes for it. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I, I wonder what's coming now. This <laughs> this subverted your expectations yeah. a little bit in, in different ways. But yeah, so she, she um, Ryan Gosling's daughter gives Russell Crowe a Yoo-Hoo, which turns him down a dark path of now he's addicted to Yoo-Hoo. <laughs> which you <laughs> see like, that like buy briefly. buy a whole case. He's like, yeah. here we go, folks. <laughs> but that's like some like underlying, nobody talks about it. It's yeah. just like a comedic moment. And, well, I mean, yeah. I guess when you haven't had it for 30 years and like, you know, <laughs> yeah. somebody fucking twists got, your arm. He got the taste for it again. <laughs> he had to have it. Yeah. Like, is that like a, like a like subliminal message right. like oh, this be. is more like a, a symbol of addiction yeah. like, 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 um, like it is, he starts drinking again, again. <laughs> like, i'm gonna buy myself like, a whole two case. weeks later gosling like kicks in his door and he's like dude i've been calling you for two weeks where have you been and it's just russell crowe with like you who all over him <laughs> I, can't I can't stop i can't, I can't help stop. myself <laughs> the you who's got me oh my god the you who pulled me in but it, <laughs> no. it is nice that they they show you that much you who yeah. And then break that much all Yoo-Hoo. of the YooHoo, yeah. Because they introduced what we were talking about. I was like, where the fuck do you buy YooHoo now? Yeah, mm-hmm. where? I don't think you can get it. Where? You can, you, you can. can. Amazon. Oh, I've had, Charles I've is had, looking it up. <laughs> I've had some recently. <laughs> Charles is like, I'm gonna get a 48 pack of YooHoo to the door today. <laughs> Two cases. They got drones now. Deliver that next day delivery. <laughs> but yeah, like this is where like Keith David shows up to Russell Crowe's apartment, and he's got like a. I guess he's like a coked out like little henchman that follows him <laughs> uh, around. Oh uh, yeah, little gremlin, <laughs> little gremlin. Yeah, but they're they're basically shaking Russell Crowe down for information. And like this guy just starts like fishing through Russell Crowe's stuff, and he pulls a bag out that shoots blue ink. Yeah. This is another great scene. I love mm-hmm. this scene. Oh my yeah. god! And I like that this is where he gets the blue face nickname, but like. I only think of him as the blue face. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Because I don't know his name. I just know him as Blueface. The Blueface. Blueface. <laughs> the little yeah, grandma. Because he's not Johnny Boy. Mm. Johnny Boy is the assassin. Yeah, he's the other guy. Yeah. And then Keith David is Keith David. Because yes. you respect that man. Yeah, you don't change his name. <laughs> no. He's no. still Keith he David. He just shows up and he's like, What's up? I'm Keith David. He's like, <laughs> We need you to do this. And he's like, Got it. Whatever. I'm Keith David. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, Well, your character's actually Johnny. Nah, nah. Keith David. <laughs> they didn't change his name in the credits. We no. saw it in the credits. Yeah, no, it was there. It's just it was there. Keith David. Yeah, but freaking freaking Blueface at this point, he's so pissed off at Russell Crowe, he starts like fishing out his goldfish mm. from his tank. Yeah. They were a variety a, of fish. They weren't yeah. goldfish. Were they I don't know goldfish? what they were. They were fish, though, but the, he was throwing these fucking fish and. He's a, he's a dick. I'm just saying, he Coke must give you superpowers <laughs> if you can scoop a fish out uh, of a you, tank with like no problem. It's not a big tank. You no, but he didn't try. One. He was just like, bam, like Mr. Miyagi type stuff. He's grabbing it out of the water. Mm. But this is this is where we kind of see the the salt of the earth, Russell Crowe, where he's like, hey, look, I, I work in the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I do the same thing for work. So beat beat me up, get information. That's fine. Killing my fish is too much. Now, <laughs> now, you, now, you, now you've pissed me off. It's just kind of funny. Oh, yeah, like this whole line that he does. He's like, but now, now you piss me off. You've made an enemy. You've made an enemy. Yeah, but dude, Russell Crowe is like flipping and cartwheeling through shit. He's not doing that. No, he literally does a stunt double. His stunt double is doing that. But yeah, you he can tell himself, he... Kurt Russell, is not doing that. He's drinking a case of Yoo-Hoo. He's yeah, no, you can tell shit. like the belly disappears as he does a barrel roll through a window. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, ah, oh, now Russell Crowe can't do that. No one will notice. <laughs> no one. 
Not even a single person. Uh, we know. We'll that. watch it again. We'll rewind it. Pause it. <laughs> yeah, take pictures. That's a stunt double. Oh, we got him. He's got a beard. Oh, wait. Shit. Russell Crowe had a beard, a beard in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he's clean shaven. Anyway, joke ruined. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome, Steve. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're welcome to himself. Yeah, I'm just talking to myself. We're, we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, him. don't worry about it. But so from here... We're at Ryan Gosling's kid Holly's birthday party at the at the bowling alley. <laughs> and I just love all the kids are like screaming at Gosling. And he's like, All right, one at a time, Jesus. <laughs> That's his uh you know, token uh thing for when, throughout when he gets the whole excited. movie. Yeah, he's just like, or scared. Yeah, he gets really high pitched and says, like, Jesus. <laughs> but the, I just the one, the one girl's like, yeah. you, you took the Lord's name in vain. He's like, no, I just found a creative use for it. He's like, I found it very useful, Janet. Janet, we hate on Janet for yeah. probably fifty-eight minutes. Oh, yeah. so a good portion. Yeah, like uh, Holly is trying to get Russell Crowe to beat her up because <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's tall, she's kind of annoying. She's at my party over there. Like, go beat him up. <laughs> yeah, well, how much would it cost? <laughs> I've got thirty bucks. It's like, all right, I'm so, I'm so. <laughs> I'm a man with principles. You pay me, I'll do it. And this is this is kind of where we see his daughter is going to interject herself mm-hmm. into the rest of the film, yeah. like because because she, you know, takes on this conversation and does a good job with it. We're like, okay, she has a strong personality too. Right. She's, you know, more adult for her age. That type of character, mm-hmm. and she does. She's in the rest yeah, of it. Honestly, she has some of my favorite lines. Like she, she's like more funny than most of these people. Right. She's super cool and chill. Yeah, like seriously. The classic. You give adult like lines to a yeah. child and it's mm-hmm. funnier. Yeah. Well, and you wonder too, it's like with her experience <laughs> through life, well in this character's life where her mom has passed away, she's like forced to grow up very quickly and mm. she's just trying to be more connected with her dad and her dad's very disconnected. So it's, it's a very much back and forth. She's very mature for her age. Yeah. Like she gets into a limo. Blueface <laughs> is about to murder her. She stops a murder from. Yeah. No, she just fucking takes the law into her and own she, hands. Yeah. She definitely rises to the occasion a few times. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, so Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling now decide to work together and they're off to a protest to try and find this Amelia girl. <laughs> Which one of you is Amelia? <laughs> They can't talk to you, man. They're dead. They're dead. <laughs> what are you protesting, man? <laughs> the birds can't breathe. It's like, the and air. what about all you guys? It's like the gas mask didn't help. <laughs> the one guy literally, like, you see the, you see, him <clears throat> you see the thought it. go through his head. He's like, oh, he actually it's has a good, good point. point there. Oh my god. No, this this is one of my favorite scenes because like Ryan Gosling steps on one of the protesters and she's like, "Oh, what the fuck?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were dead." Right. <laughs> I, I think this is this is the time in the film where we're seeing what actually the film's going to be about. So right. We, we've introduced everybody. We've had peripheral interactions, mm-hmm. some funny interactions, and now is like, okay, here's here's what's going to happen the rest of the time. Yeah, we're definitely into the meat and potatoes because like. He he pays one of the guys like twenty bucks to take him to like basically where the storyline gets started. You find out Amelia and her boyfriend, what was it, Derek, were yeah, making Derek. a experimental film. Yeah, as they call porn. it, it's porn. <laughs> it's porn, but it's not. Porn. It's experimental. And this is where we find out that the root cause of everything it comes down to a car company and porn. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah basically, the, the root the, of this, all evil. This is where we're heading with it? Okay. No, and also the the head of the Justice Department. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we must take a detour. No, but when this kid shows up to the to the fucking house and he's like, yeah, I offered, uh, offered to be in his movie. Offered to show my dick. He didn't want to see it. He didn't want to see Because I got it. a big dick. <laughs> this kid's like, <laughs> like You want to see 12. my dick? <laughs> he's just like, oh, no, yeah, yeah. If you talk, like, he'll give you 20 bucks. He's like, I didn't say that. All right, 20 bucks to see my dick. <laughs> Ridiculous. And he says it with such a straight face. Like yeah. all the delivery throughout the entire film is like very straight. Yeah, I wonder how many takes it w- it must have took for him to just be like one. For you know, because I uh, I got a big dick. <laughs> See, big you can't dick. even do it. You chuckle. Yeah, no, because it's yeah. a silly sentence. Yeah, he's also lying. <laughs> <laughs> he is also lying. He's also True, lying. Michael. So it's harder to say. Put that on the record. <laughs> it's on film. It's on audio. 
Oh my god, no, I'm deleting this part out. <laughs> I have master control, motherfucker. <laughs> you can't. Not tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this sends them looking for um, this person named Hatrack, which turns out to be a porn director, Sid, Sid Shattuck. So they're going to his Correct. house party for the evening. <laughs> and like while they're while they're setting up like where they're going, uh, Holly asks like Ryan Gosling like Why don't we invite Russell Crowe inside? And he's like No, we don't invite animals inside. <laughs> no, <laughs> no animals in the house. So their relationship is still not solid yet. Yeah, it no. has not been solidified. So it's like the, they're working together, but they don't trust each other. Oh yeah, thing. definitely not. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you broke my arm, Charles, like the minute you walked in here, I'd be like, hey, I don't know if I trust this guy. It would, <laughs> it, would have, it would have to be higher pitched than that, Steve. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust you. But like, he does trust him pretty quickly. I mean, they immediately start working together. Like, yeah. It's like a well, few But moments. it's for the money. He's like, yeah. I want three days in advance. And then he's like, no, two. And they kind of negotiate. I got $400. And that's mm. why I was wondering, I'm like, how much is four hundred dollars getting you back in the seventies? Back in the seventies well, for two days' work. Yeah, four hundred bucks is not bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously. I mean, what for like, two days' work? Now, if it wasn't my regular job, I'd be like, okay, that'd be worth it just to do yeah. something different. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, so I guess back. Then, I mean, look good. at Ryan Gosling's house. He had like basically a mansion well, in the Hollywood in, Hills. They're in a well-off area. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know. But it's like, did they get insurance money because the house burned down? (laughs) Oh, I mean, that could be it. And then they bought a house right down the street from it. Like, what's going on here? See, these are those small details that, like, it would be nice to know, but I don't, like, necessarily need need them. them, But, like, I'm curious. If there was less shooting, I would want to know. (laughs) (laughs) There was a good bit of Those details. (laughs) Yeah. But there was enough shooting where it was like, Mm, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just it's a make pass. it. Up. Right, <laughs> right. I'll let this slide this time. Oh my god! There's one less gunfight. <laughs> you you let me watch Russell Crowe break break his arm. So that's yeah. that's good enough. Yeah, I'll no. settle for less details. No. <laughs> but yeah, so they get to Sid Shattuck's house and uh, fucking Holly tagged along. And she's in the like trunk and they pull her out. And I just love the, it's like, dad, there's whores in here and stuff. <laughs> He's just like, honey, I told you, don't say in stuff. Just say, daddy, there's whores here. <laughs> and then yeah. he throws her in a taxi cab. And this, oh, yes. this actually is him being a little bit better of a parent. Cause he, mm-hmm. he does that the whole way through. So it's mm-hmm. like, it, what he says is wild, but he's actually becoming a better person for it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> But yeah, so like they're yeah. they're they're wandering around like this party and like they're all finding information. But Ryan Gosling's just getting drunk. Like Holly's doing more work than <laughs> Ryan Gosling is. Yeah. You were the worst detective, Dad. <laughs> I just love that he jumps in the pool to like talk to the mermaids. He's, like, he's trying swimming. to like, yeah. swim the catch he's doing up his to job. Him. He had to interview the. He even explains it later on. I had to interview the mermaids. <laughs> but well, he talked to the mermaids and then the girls. Dancing which is, on the bar, which like is <laughs> the only people I would have talked yeah. to in <laughs> you, that situation. He's like, you got a good viewpoint up there. <laughs> yeah, and then he talks to that one girl. He's like, hey, try and shoot me. I'm a cowboy. Like, shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> she like pretends to shoot him, and he does like a barrel roll off the back of this balcony. And like he wasn't expecting to go no, that far. Yeah, no, because <laughs> he she kept lost rolling. interest within like five yeah. seconds. She's like, oh wait, what? <laughs> it's like, okay. That was amazing. Anyway, there's Coke over here. Pocahontas left. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But like he he like rolls down this hill and ends up discovering like a a dead body, <laughs> and like his reaction to the it's like, <laughs> like he can't this talk. this scene is so good <laughs> it's it's seriously perfect like this is the exact reaction like you should have as like a right. drunkard after just and falling a down a hill body. yeah and again it's like okay it's so happenstance that he's there. Mm-hmm. But the scene is so good that it's like, I don't really like, okay. What, mm-hmm. He fell off the balcony and found it. Yep, that works. Yeah, no, I'll that, take that. That was dope. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, Ryan Gosling is definitely the, like, wrong place at the right time character. Right. Where, like, he just happens to be a good detective because he stumbles upon the wrong place at the right time. Like, it's it's ridiculous how many, like, coincidences he happens to just, like, walk into. Yeah. Also, everywhere he is, there's a bar. <laughs> also that i mean it was the 70s so yeah seriously everybody's always a bar drinking. always he's, get, a bar. he's getting free drinks all the time mm. yeah in this that's, film that's how you have to do he it. goes to a party he gets a free drink well i mean dude when you're he talks to him 
a mermaid, he gets a free drink. Well, when you look like yeah. Ryan Gosling in the seventies, they just paid you to to, to show up to parties. Like <laughs> it was pretty great. They rented. Right. <laughs> yeah, they, they're like, "Hey, buddy, we need you here like four hours for a party." Why? I mean, you'll you'll bring eight people with you. That's why. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right, I'll be there. I'll be there. Four hundred bucks <laughs> per hour, <laughs> per, per minute. Well, yeah. So per like second. all 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 the craziness starts happening here. Like uh, Keith David ends up showing up, and him and Russell Crowe start fighting over a gun. Um, Ryan Gosling gets in a car and starts chasing a uh, Koki McGee. Like down the street as uh, Blueface. Blueface. Oh. We McGee. changed his name already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Koki Koki it up. Did I miss up. that time? No, no, no. Part in the conversation. I wanted to make sure you were paying attention, so Koki I threw McGee. it out there. Yeah, yeah okay. Koki McGee. No, I'm Thank you. Paying attention. <laughs> the Koki Monster. The Koki. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> he, he gets blasted. Oh my god! Yeah, Straight no, because he gets fucking hit by a hippie van, and she's like, wait. Yeah, no, Holly is too good for this movie. Yeah, like, she she cares about the guy who is just trying to kill yeah, somebody. It pissed it's me off a little ethical, bit. Ethical, like moral justice. I don't and know. And like what you it is. you would like, think her you... character would be a little bit more like, fuck you, I hope right? you die. Yeah. And then it turns she's out that not, she's not. She's not at all. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't help me in the film at all. So it's like Yeah. <sighs> but also you have to remember she's thirteen and, and she she well, hasn't gotten to that point of frustration with life to actually want people right. dead. So <laughs> she's <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's Michael, true. what point did you hit frustration in life? <laughs> yeah, you wanted people you, did. Was yeah, like seven. Oh, seven, 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 seven. Great, yeah. early. Well, for most of us, it's a little bit later. <laughs> probably like know. eleven. Maybe like high school. <laughs> Maybe eleven. Yeah, probably eleven. Sixteen. Jesus. Now nah, that's a late bloomer in my book. That's late. Yeah, that's I've right. always hated everything. <laughs> that's right. my job. Yeah, but like then, uh, like Russell Crowe puts like short work to it because he shows up. And he's instantly like, yeah, whatever, John Boy's coming to kill us, whatever, you're dead. <laughs> and just chokes <laughs> this guy out. But, like, you can see it, like, almost kills him to lie to Holly. Yeah. And be like, she's like, did you kill him? And he's like, no, no, of course not. And it's like, you could see it in his eyes. Like, he can't really make eye contact with her. He's, like, kind of, like, looking around. Mm. He's like, ah, nah, I didn't. Yeah, but, like, it shows, like, that extra dimension to Russell Crowe's character. Like, he's not just, a, like, a muscle guy for hire. Like, he does have feelings. He does have something when Ryan Gosling is just a drunk through, right. <laughs> through like, most right. of his. So they're, like, they're almost, like, building the characters without actually having to, like, sit you down and be like, okay, so was everyone paying attention? Russell Crowe <laughs> felt bad about lying to a You're little like, girl. Right. We yeah. got it. It's like the, the subtlety is enough. They, they give right. you yeah. three extra seconds yeah. and then they change the camera angle. Exactly. And you're like, oh, that meant something. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they just showed that quote, like, like that click, oh my God. Quick, quick little close up. That's a hard sentence Ooh. to say. Quick little close <laughs> up. Quick yeah, see, little even you up. fucked it up. <laughs> say it. I don't think quick so. Quick little close up. All right, so you're better than me. Anyway, this is why he's the older brother. But like that quick little close up of Russell Crowe, like quickly like darting his gaze after being like, no, 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 of course I, I didn't kill him. No, no, no I didn't. Wasn't I, didn't me. I didn't stare into his eyes as he died. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about <laughs> Don't it. Don't worry about I it. I didn't choke him with a handkerchief that I currently still have in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, are you still looking up where to buy Yuhu? Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. He still hasn't found it, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. So from here, like the cops show up and they take Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling to this senator's house. Her name is Judith Cutler and she is the, the Department of Justice lady. And yep. she basically reveals the other side of the plot. She's Amelia's mom. She thinks or she thinks Amelia thinks she's trying to kill her. Right. And then hires Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling to investigate. And correct me if I'm wrong, but she doesn't she knows about the film yes mm-hmm. okay. yeah, yeah yeah but she doesn't tell russell crowe that right. because mm-hmm. then we know too much about the plot oh, too soon too bad yeah. yeah so it's like they they bring her in and it's almost like a question of is she the bad guy is she not the bad guy right. is amelia the one who's just being a little bit ridiculous or whatever um and i mean pretty much right away i'm like yeah, I mean, the mother's probably She's the She's 100% like, the bad guy. Yeah, no, like the minute they bring her in, you're just kind of like... Mm. She just gives off, off that yeah. Something too. is definitely off. Well, yeah. and she almost gives like too much information 
to these guys. She's like so specific. She's yeah. like, yeah. this is all of the information you could possibly but need. But they all fall. Well, Ryan Gosling falls for it. Because yeah. he's like, well, and the fact that she knows woman. that like the film was destroyed and the boyfriend was killed and like all this stuff. And like, she's just kind of like peppering it in and like, there's no way she would know that unless she was like personally involved because it wasn't like they made no indication that it was on like the news or like that you know, that, yeah, that the police force Publicly discovered known. these yeah. things like she so just like knew that. she almost like gives herself away in this scene but like the one person who doesn't give themselves away is like this assistant that Ryan Gosling falls oh, yeah. in love with mm. and like that is kind of funny yeah but like you know he's he's instantly like. Oh, can I have her card too? Because right. like I might need to call her like at some point. <laughs> like, something I, I just want to call just her just in case. Yeah. yeah, but like seriously, does she have her number? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But um, Steve Steve uh, lost his train of thought. Yeah, there, no, I, I I lost my spot in my notes <laughs> again. Yeah, but so they they get back to uh, Ryan Gosling's house and he's like drinking on his his swimming pool and I love that Russell Crowe is just like it's like what is this the world's biggest ashtray because it's just like a big puddle (laughs) with a bunch of like cigarette buds I literally have in the the notes I'm like how many cigarettes did he smoke during this film because it's a lot yeah it's a lot like every scene pool could have been more filled right there could have been a bigger pile he he wasn't home a lot that's true. I mean, like between yeah, this out. and uh, what was it, La La Land? Wasn't no, he like smoking? La La Land. La La. Sorry. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, he played in two movies in the same p- time period. Yeah, they they smoked in both. Yeah, they smoked yeah, a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Also, the other one was about jazz. A lot yeah. of smoking. Everything like pre nineties is just cigarettes just everywhere. Cigarettes and jazz. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> That's all it was about back then. <laughs> cigarettes and jazz, boys. <laughs> cigarettes and jazz. Yeah. And is is this the part where Russell Crowe starts, you know, kind of yeah, spill, re- spilling his guts yeah. a little bit with the story because he gets revealed as the diner man. Yeah, he gets no he the gets, diner guy. Yeah, the, the diner, diner, guy. diner guy. He gets he gets recognized out in public like. Oh my word! You're the diner guy. Yeah, and, you know Ryan Gosling catches on to this, and because of the humor in the film, he's gonna bug him about it for a while, yeah. and then they're gonna tell us, and it's actually gonna be pretty funny. And since it was well written, it actually helps the story a little bit yeah. too. Because like after he tells like this heartfelt story, he's just like, "Yeah, there was just this guy. He's walking around with a shotgun. Like I didn't think I was gonna act. I just did it, and like it literally shows him like." beating the hell out of this guy with a shotgun he like definitely takes a bullet yeah and like you can tell this is like russell crowe's like defining moment and like this is kind of what made him what he was and he like cuts back to ryan gosling and he's just snoring on the diving he's sleeping (laughs) nice story totally out nice story but i'm really drunk no but i love that they called it back in this like next scene because like they they figure out they need to go to this like hotel and like they're standing there at the bar and he's just like, yeah, remember I told you like last night, you know, I got shot. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? You got <laughs> shot. Like, what are you talking Wasn't about? Wasn't paying attention to any of it. Yeah. Was, he was sleeping way before he got on that diving board. Oh, he yep. got like it was way just before. way before. Like it's just the way Shane Black writes his dialogue. It, it's like the the way these characters talk to each other, like. In no way, shape, or form would you ever consider this, like, real human dialogue until you, like, watch these guys and it comes out of their mouths, like, so naturally. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, okay, yeah, I could I could see my group of friends talking like this or, like, treating each other <laughs> right. like this. Yeah. And they they kind of they kind of prove it a little bit with the, he's, Ryan Gosling drinking a lot, so Russell Crowe's, like, you know, to his daughter, uh, Where's your where's where's his keys? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm driving. Yeah, like, yeah. Little little things like that. Yeah, right. No, and like the the way they just play off of each other. Like one guy's the goofball, the one guy's like the straight shooter, but like they both mm-hmm. have that element of like silliness to them. Especially mm-hmm. like here, like because after they get the um they they're talking to this bartender, and he fucking smashes his <laughs> head into the dining it's like you don't table. want him to do this and you're like do what yeah <laughs> and he's like yeah. well we could do this the easy well actually, actually we are doing this we the are easy doing way. it the easy way <laughs> but it's like they have that connection already where they don't have to even look at each other to know that ryan gosling was setting up him what smashing his face doing. on yeah. the bar he just did it so effortlessly <laughs> but like in my notes here all i have is going up and then 
the next note is going down. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I like that. Scene. Yeah, no, that, tell us about it, Daniel. Oh, yeah. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> they they they're going up in a glass elevator, uh, and they get up to the floor. I guess it's the top floor of this penthouse. And they they first see somebody like bleeding from the neck. Like obviously someone came by, sliced his throat. They look obviously. down the hallway and you just see somebody like backing up as they're getting, getting shot. shot. And then they <laughs> both their heads just kind of go right back in the <laughs> elevator. They just hit the button. He's like, panic, He's like shaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you see the guy fucking fly out the window. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like perfect setup with the glass elevator there because you can see out of the elevator, even though the doors are closed. Um, So it's just like it's a really cool way for them to show um, like the whole freaking glass elevator thing was so like 70s, I feel like. Yeah, right. Um, But they used it in a really cool way. So I, I feel like most people would be expecting the doors not to close. Yeah. Because right. they always do that. Right. And it's and again that they have like. To fight. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no they're going to get the elevator. Also, something crazy happens while they're <laughs> right. on the elevator. Yeah. It's that like, and then, you know, you're yeah. not expecting this to and, happen. And then when we pan all the way out, the elevator looks really cool from yeah. outside the building. No, it and does. just the way like Gosling's eye is like twitching yes. while they're on their way back down. <laughs> How does he like do that? I, oh my God. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. He, <laughs> he plays the perfect like manic person. Yes. Like it's it's amazing. Mm. But like so they they get back out to their car and they're like rushing away and the cops are showing up and um Russell Crowe like has this like dilemma. He's like, no, I can't leave her. I can't leave her. We gotta go back. And like as soon as Ryan Gosling's like, no, she's dead. We gotta <laughs> go. <laughs> like she lands. Yeah, like, Amelia yes. lands on the yeah. roof of her car of their car. And this, Barefoot, this is the first just, time we witnessed the. Uh, right place at the right time yeah, yeah. with both like, of them together yeah, exactly. right place, and right he time. you you kind of notice him start to not necessarily like trust him a little bit more but you start to see russell crowe go with the flow a bit mm-hmm. more with these convenient accidents that happen to eventually solve the case yes, yes. but so uh amelia tries to take a shot at him she falls off the car and knocks herself out they bring her back to gosling's house so while they're there, um, basically, once Amelia wakes up, she explains the rest, the other side of our plot, where mm. it's like, oh, my mom is trying to kill me. Mm. We named all these people in this like huge conspiracy against the auto right. industry, and we made a porn about it, but it's more about the story. <laughs> like This confuses <laughs> Gosling so much. He's like, wait, you made a porno for the story? Right. <laughs> it's like, yes, that's exactly, that's exactly, what, yes, we that's exactly what we did. And while he's making fun of pornos not having any story they basically tell the direction of the rest of the story yeah so that way we just get to watch mm-hmm. so it's not like something happens you know 15 20 minutes later and it's another major decision it's like no this is these are all the things you need to know now watch it end right which is which is kind of nice because some some stories try to you know tie it up at the end or mm-hmm. twist you around at the end this is like th- we set it up great we we gave you the you know the height of the situation great and now we're going to show you finishing it all in one all in one shot as i knocked <laughs> yeah, everything yeah i saw over. that all in one shot all in one shot as, you as knock, i nail with it. my orangutan arms that you can't even see right now <laughs> yeah if you're wondering at home we had some technical difficulties <laughs> there was no technical difficulties there's an earthquake my arms are just long <laughs> but yeah so amelia gives us her story and at this point, we need to get Gosling. And <laughs> we need to get Gosling and Crow out of the freaking story. So the assistant to our Department of Justice lady calls them and is just like, "Hey, we need to deliver a hundred thousand dollars to this address." Like Gosling, I know you love me. Get over here. It and doesn't deliver take it for that me. much convincing. No, he's like, he gets, okay, he, he is swooning. He yeah. gets in the car, swooning, and so, so they show them talking and and him agreeing to it yeah and then just a quick cut to him flooring his car and doing a huge burnout <laughs> yes. going towards it. he's like oh yeah you I'm, need me to take it okay yeah i'm uh-huh. leaving no. immediately I'll, this, I'll be there this is one of the the scenes when i first saw it like i thought it was so fucking ridiculous 
until you realize it's like a dream sequence but like russell crowe is showing like gosling his ankle gun and like they're talking in the car and they're just like yeah man like whatever cars drive themselves now like didn't you know that like just let go of the <laughs> yeah, wheel yeah well he the first thing Have that you makes you yourself? think it's the dream sequence is he goes i'm getting a little sleepy i need you to drive for yep. me i'm gonna yeah. pull over and then that's when it starts First to get sign. weird. And you can hear the music change to kind of like this like trippy sort of like. And there's like a fucking bee in the back. <laughs> and he's like, he's like backseat driving. That's where driving. you definitely know it's a dream sequence. Yeah. When the bee shows up, you're like, nah, it's <laughs> a dream. I, I just love that up. he's like backseat driving and Gosling turns around and he's just like, what do you know? You fly everywhere. What the fuck do you know about right. driving? <laughs> you don't know anything. <laughs> But yeah, so like they 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 end up crashing and like they find out that this hundred thousand dollars was like a fake, right? You know, newspaper again, something mm-hmm. completely stupid and haphazard happens. But yeah. they they find out something else that moves the story along. Yeah. So I'm guessing it was like a locked briefcase that they couldn't get into, or else they would have very clearly known. Right. Or he just blindly trusted her because True. she was gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Probably yes. that. Yes. But like, I, <laughs> yes, I for- it was. <laughs> I forgot to mention like. This is this is one of my favorite in like interchanges between Gosling and and Crow because Crow's telling like this whole story is like oh yeah there was this guy on his deathbed and like the first thing he saw like before he died was Nixon, Nixon. coming up and saying like <laughs> like you're gonna be fine and then he died and he's like so did he think that was like normal like everybody sees Nixon before you die <laughs> and Gosling just like comes to the point he's just like. So there's two ways of seeing everything. Just fucking say that. Like just say that. <laughs> yeah. like, you lead me on this epic fucking journey. Just like, just say it. Just, just say, say it. it, man. <laughs> like, oh my god, I I can't state enough how much I love the like the the back and yeah, forth and between these guys. What's nice about it is it's wild enough to be hilarious, but when they call back to it or something else later on in the film, it's not too much to ruin it. Yeah, like they just kind of nudge back to jokes they make or precedents they set right but it doesn't like fully grab it and then they go further with it it's like they just call back to it leave it alone it was funny mm-hmm. and then they move on which right. is yeah. kind of nice they don't draw it out for any length of time yeah god damn they wrote this so good <laughs> sorry I'm, 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 I really like this movie guys I know I don't say that often but, but it's also really like very, say it's it all, very yeah. rare he's always like this movie was great and then it ended <laughs> <laughs> and then it stopped and then <laughs> I stopped sad. enjoying it and you know much. I think the movie would have been better if it would have just kept going <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody needs their story ended yeah Steve's, don't come to me Steve's got great yeah. ideas <laughs> but <laughs> I will say it's like a, it was a quick two hours yeah, when it was it, done, it I is was very like, quick. What? But yet they pack so much story yes. into those two hours without it feeling super long. And yeah, a yeah. lot, a lot of stories have that much detail, and it's like, oof, we didn't need all that. Yeah. In this movie, it's like, oh, I'm glad we got that much detail. Well, it, they give you like it, the right amount. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it made it that much funnier, or like I understood why they were doing it. Mm. Yeah, but from here, um, we're we're back at the at Gosling's house and the doctor shows up turns oh, yeah. out is Johnny boy or John, John boy. John you boy. can immediately tell he's not a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. He gets dressed, off that He's vibe. got the mole like on his, yeah. on his cheek. Mole, 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 mole. mole. I want to chop it off and mole, cut it up and make mole, guacamole. Mole, 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 mole. <laughs> every time you <laughs> leave in the back no, every, every time I saw that mole I was just like oh my god I need it. I need to get rid of that mole. <laughs> you and just want to cut it off. Again, it was just enough to be outlandish, but yeah. not enough to take you out of it. It's like, okay, we we still know he's evil. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, so there's this, like, huge gunfight, and, like, uh, Holly's friend gets, like, chucked through a window. Yeah. And, like... Oh, yeah. And she's yeah. fine. Yeah. but nah, like, she's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, this, this whole scene basically ends with Amelia being like, you know what? You guys fucking suck. I'm out. She leaves... And then it ends up, ends up getting popped by this assassin yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Like if she would have just she stayed. She runs into him anyway. Yeah, yeah she would have been fine. But she was just impatient and she's like, you know what? Fuck Russell Crowe. Also, like, I'm this on is my like own. a really like sad moment in the film where they mm-hmm. kind of break away from the comedy. And it's like, oh no, like very surreal, intense moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's the one time they'd like taste defeat. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, shit, we did almost everything we right. We lost. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, and like they they felt like they could have done something more 
to actually save her and it was like one of the things they could have done yeah yeah but from here we uh they they basically figure out the story because uh the old lady that hired ryan gosling basically shows up and is like no no no, i swear i saw amelia she was in this house Mm -hmm. we gotta go check it out so they all go check it out and of course ryan gosling discovers oh there was a projector hidden and that's how you saw your daughter and this is the first time that they both uh ryan gosling and russell crowe fully share information yes and of course they're able to figure out the rest of it Mm -hmm. you know just by by that information so now they fully trust each other they gave each other the information and now they can solve this thing and point literally to how the movie ends yeah but it, it brings us to this final car show and we discover that the projectionist has uh, spliced the porno, <laughs> yeah, the porno into like this car advertisement. So the hitman's there. He finds this out. Russell Crowe and Gosling are there, and they find this out. And it turns into this huge like shootout. And like, and uh, Russell Crowe starts fighting the hitman, and Gosling is like getting chucked through windows and falling off balconies, and he's like surviving everything. I'm invincible. Yeah, and he comes to the conclusion that he's freaking invincible, which I'm starting to believe. I think so. In (laughs) this film, right? In in this movie, for sure, he had been injured many, many times. (laughs) He had the luck, the luck on his side. All I can think about is his insurance bills. Oh my god, they're through the freaking roof. Well, in the seventies, prices were cheaper. Yeah, that's (laughs) probably about fifteen bucks. I have no idea. You're covered for the year. (laughs) But yeah, like. No matter what happens to Gosling, like he's blocking bullets, like he's he's jumping through windows, he's falling off of things, he ends up not getting exploded, which is great. <laughs> but not getting exploded. Yeah. Not, not getting exploded. Not dying. I count my blessings every day I don't and get exploded. W- mm. One thing I liked about this sequence was there was intense like combat mm-hmm. and then there was intense dialogue like with tension, like they have the weapon, but can I get to it? For, like just right. tension in it. But it stays the same throughout whether they're doing the action mm-hmm. or having the dialogue or running. It all stays at that high level right. throughout the whole way, but they show it like four or five different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like this all this all ends with like Russell Crowe about to kill John Boy yeah. or whatever. And like Holly comes out and she's like, hey, no, no, no. If you do this, like I'll never talk to you again, which – isn't a bad thing, right? You know, I, I don't. <laughs> he, he's like, I don't need to have a relationship with this thirteen-year-old yeah, girl. Right. You You're also not can my go fucking away. kid, yeah. right? Who cares, <laughs> but but it makes him feel bad. Yeah, so but again, dumb. like Better it for shows, the movie. Yeah. yeah, and it shows that other side to Russell Crowe, where he's he's a softy at heart, and he's he just like, I just want, I just want this little girl to be happy. He he reflects back to his defining moment where he was saving people, and you know, he just he wants to be a better man. Yeah, and like that's all. That's you all get you get that like quick little shot of Gosling's hand where some of the words have been wiped out, mm-hmm. so now it just says "You will be happy," and, and that gives like, him the motivation to s- to to get the film. <laughs> to <be together>. yeah. <laughs> it's like this is it, my moment. <laughs> I will be my happy shining today. Moment. <laughs> and again, like the film rolls into his path, mm-hmm. and he's able to. You know, fulfill the pinky promise he yeah. made his daughter. Yeah, like, there's my pinky. yeah, no, I just, I just love him like laying against that car at the end, like completely exhausted. And he's like, and there's the police. And then <laughs> right? he lights a cigarette, <laughs> trying to light a cigarette again, like the hundredth cigarette that he's yeah. smoked this entire film. He's doing great. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's doing great. Yeah. Oh, his lungs are really thanking him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it basically ends from here because it cuts to uh, Gosling and Crow in a courtroom, and they put this lady on trial and like yeah like technically she wasn't found guilty in the end and like they were like oh too big to fail she, whatever she gets off she's yeah. Yeah. yeah and like you know crow's finally drinking for the first time in the movie <laughs> and like gosling has to be the one like the voice of reason who comes in and yeah. is like yeah. what, what the hell are you doing it flips him around and yeah. lets which is kind of funny but I just love this final exchange because they they come up with their their slogan, which is the nice guys, yes. and like they have their own pictures. Like and he's the like, name of the movie. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, they drew you like a Filipino. And he's like, <laughs> No, no, I'd say it's more Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh my god, I I I want them to do like a sequel to this um, so bad. I was thinking about that 
like as we yeah. sat down to watch it, I'm like, I really like what would a sequel look like for them? Like running Honestly, the nice just guys an, business, just like, like another, another adventure, like yeah. another case for them to I, solve. I, well, I don't even know if it would need to be one case. I think I would like to see just regular them working together right. mm-hmm. like not anything crazy that has yeah. to deal with this big money big stakes yeah, stuff no, they could be giving traffic what citations they, <laughs> what they do for their weekly pay <laughs> type right. thing. Like, guys well I, and i feel like it would end up being the one of those situations where it starts where you're like okay they're trying to like build a business almost and they're like not doing so hot they have some low-level clients right. and then they stumble into something huge yeah and like that yeah like it would probably yeah, it would probably lead and into something like that. To set it up, you see them do two or three boring ones where <laughs> right. they, yeah. they're trying to catch someone cheating on them. And then what they're talking about sets up like, you know, something in the back of their mind. Right, yeah. Right. It's like more scenes like in the beginning where it's just like, like, how long has your husband been missing? It's like, oh, ever since the funeral. Right. <laughs> they like, show the urn. <laughs> yeah, it's like more, more stupid things like that yeah. until they like stumble upon like some lady just happens to like bird out this little bit of information and they're like wait a second wait yeah. a second wait i could wait. solve this and then they would have like a falling out and getting back together it would be yeah. a whole thing see you can make two or three. Yeah. Yeah. see we yeah, already yeah. wrote it for you <laughs> there. Black. yeah like call us we're we're, we're your yep. movie guys yeah. the nice guys too <laughs> let's just write it on our own yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll fine. we'll call it the nicer guys yeah, yeah, yeah like a third one guys. into the group. Yeah, it's the nicer guys. The <laughs> and then the third one was the nicest guys. The, the guys. nicest guys. <laughs> the, the guy down on his luck who's oh. just willing to be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. to pick him up. I like yeah, this seriously. He adds an element to it. Yeah. Right. No, I think I think we're then, on to something here. If everybody likes the fourth one, he can have a family. We can go into that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, spin-offs that's the everywhere. spin-off. <laughs> everywhere. The There's nicest guy, you know, on his own. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, but, we're gonna start the franchise. Yeah, uh, but I mean, stay that, tuned. <laughs> I mean that—that's basically the nice guys, and yeah, I I can't recommend this one enough. Like this is this is seriously one of my favorite comedies. Well, it's a it's a rare combination of a story worth telling, told well, and also is pretty funny, right? Mm-hmm. And not not so much different because I mean it was different in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. they gave you what some movies just do a little bit of. Right. And they gave it to you constantly along with all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So not only was it, you know, a good watch, that it was exciting, it had a good story, but it was like, it kept you involved the whole time. Right. Yeah, and as someone who has trouble focusing <laughs> on stories, this is one that I had no trouble at all because right. it's, it's like comedic when it needs to be and it's serious when it needs to be and there's action when there needs to be and... It's it's never dull, um, yeah. which I really appreciate because a lot of times I zone out at movies, and this <laughs> this one I I was not zoning out. You're like I'm locked in. Yeah, yeah, I'm locked in. This is it. No, highly recommend for sure. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, how did I miss this film? Yeah. Um, and then finally seeing it, I'm like, okay, now it's part of like the 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 catalog. It's mm-hmm. in the rotation. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like I'll pop it on every once in a while if I want like a good film just to sit down and like space out for two hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. you want to watch it again actually when we're yeah, done? Yeah, okay. yeah, actually right, let's, let's end this so we can go watch it again. We're going to watch it again. All right, thanks for listening. No, but seriously, any any final thoughts for you guys? Or I think that pretty much covers yeah, it, right? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, solid. Uh, I, I thought it was hilarious that the main character can't smell. <laughs> yeah. He's going smell like, blind. It's one it, of those quirky traits. Yeah. That just, yeah, yeah. And it randomly happens in the middle of the film. He's like, "You can't smell." He's like, "No." He's and like, "That's." It's <laughs> like this keeps getting better. And yeah. then we realize that, that he smell. couldn't smell the gas, which is why his house burned. Yes. <laughs> and his wife died. Oh, but we're, we're also like, what the like fuck? "You were laughing it about funny. it earlier," <laughs> which is kind of nice because they joked about it before they did the serious. Like most yeah. most of the right. time, it's the serious, the serious thing, thing happens, and then a half hour later, like. Oh, remember when that serious thing happened? Yeah. This one it flipped, it flipped it on it. you. It's like we're gonna make fun of it and then make you feel bad for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you're like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh. It's like, oh man, that's deeper than that's, I that's thought. Deeper than I thought. Way <laughs> deeper. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that'll but, just uh, about do it. You know, yeah. the story about how death and murder and porn made two men better dads. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, only one of them was dead, but yeah, but he yeah, no, were the, they the co-parenting? Other, well, the I other, think it's going to lead to the that. other guy maybe. grew because of his interaction with her, mm-hmm. so they're both like father now. figures. Yeah, maybe <laughs> they're they're all bad people. <laughs> yeah, they're all terrible. People. Yeah, they killed a couple of people, right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it's, it's all like neutral good. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's all fine. It's it's not murder till like at least four. How long are we going to mumble until we do something? All right, folks. Anyway. We'll catch you guys next time. This has been every film in the book. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Peace. Oh, yeah. And thank you for coming on the show, Charles. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. I didn't have a choice. I'm forced to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry. You're contractually obligated to be here, Let's try that one more time. Yeah. I'm doing my best. Anyway. Do it again, Steve. (laughs) All right. Goodbye. Do it again, Steve. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye. Not having any fun.